0: The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.
1: And welcome to episode 180 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're we'll going to be talking with David Carr. I think David is probably the person that we've had on the podcast the most. Um, so, you pretty remember him. He's the owner of Cold War Banker franchise in Hacko. Um, But today, we're we'll going to get a bit of an update from him of kind of what he's seeing happening in the market, how 2023 compared to like 2022, how it compared to 2019. And also kind of what he thinks is going to happen in the Central Pacific in 2024. So just trying to get you guys a little bit of a perspective. We'll touch a little bit on HACO, not much, but I think we're just really just going to stay on that Central Pacific, just because a lot of development starting to happen there, just because it's very close to San Jose. And also has a very strong local Costa Rican market as well, which is interesting. So we'll be chatting with him. Uh, If anybody wants to hear about our Manuel Antonio project, which I've mentioned a couple of times here, you can just go to ManuelAntonioTreeHouse.com. We built a website for it. So ManuelAntonioTreeHouse.com. If you need anything else, just contact us there. Remember, if you're thinking about doing anything in Costa Rica, uh, there's not much we haven't done personally. We haven't done for clients. Um, I'm sure that there'll be a few things out there that maybe you guys are thinking about doing. Um, one of the ones that we had recently was igloos, or as I like to call them, jigloos, jungle uh, igloos. I'm sure that'll get a uh, laugh out of uh, Olga and Steve there. Uh, so jigloos. Um, But it's just very interesting. I mean, you know, where hospitality and real estate and kind of vacation rentals meet is where we, you know, is our kind of bread and butter. We really know that area really, really well. Um, But just really just being on your side of the transaction, making sure you're making the right decision for you. um, You know, and sometimes... We'll say to you, look, we don't think investing in Costa Rica is right for you if we don't think so. So, uh, so yeah, reach out to us, info at investingcosta rica.com. That's info at investingcosta rica.com. But let's get straight into the podcast.
0: Good morning, David. How are you doing? Good morning, Richard. Good to see you as always.
1: Yeah, you too, buddy. I, I I think that you are the person that's been on the podcast the most and I'd love to get you on here and I know the listeners do as well and it's always good to get a market update and also get an update of kind of like what else is happening in the Central Pacific uh, area there as well because I know it's, you know, it's the closest beach area to the San Jose airport. Typically, it's been the strongest area. You know, I think the, you know, San Jose arrivals you know, a, a bit down, I would say in 2023 over, you know, pre-COVID, but I think a lot of that's business as well. You know, the business is just not traveling as much, whereas, you know, Liberia is up, you know, close to 20% over the year. But maybe you could give us an idea of, you know, I mean, markets had a bit of a big comeback, you know, in 2023, real estate in the States, you know, and around the world has kind of flatlined or declined. But I mean, what happened uh, in 2023 in your area?
0: Well, we're still seeing a lot of traffic. We're seeing of activity, i mean it's definitely you know come down from 2022 where just you don't have i would say as quick movement on certain properties um demand um and i think probably the summary for 23 in the central pacific market has been new construction right that's just been coming in full force um you know i i kind of foresaw this a few years ago and i actually kind of talked a lot about it and it was a little bit of a delay And I I had talked about years ago where I think we were just going to see more and more merging of the HACO market, the Central Pacific market with San Jose. And it seemed like there was a delay on that, but it's really starting to take shape now. So that's what we're starting to see is more of that influence of San Jose from San Jose buyers, San Jose renters, San Jose developers, all of that, more so than probably some of the other markets, is really impacting the Central Pacific.
1: Well, and I think that's something to bear in mind here, because you know, Guanacaste probably is 90%, you know, foreigners and 10% locals. And I think I'm being nice with the 10% locals. Whereas, I mean, what would you say HACO is as a percentage of buyers?
0: Costa Ricans are making up twenty to thirty percent of the market. I mean, if you look at a lot of these new projects, what, what's happening and, and what's changing, right? And I think what a lot of people need to understand is when, when the when the market first kind of started. I always tell people back in the day and in the past generations, Costa Ricans came to the beaches once or twice a year. Yep. And as infrastructure has changed, as economy and disposable income has changed for Costa Ricans. Now they're coming to the beach once a month and they realize that they can rent out these properties as vacation rentals. So that was the first wave of that movement. Now the second wave is a lot of these Costa Ricans are becoming property owners. They're owning their property in San Jose, they're buying a small condo, and now they're finding that they can finance and get maybe a beach property. So that's kind of the second wave is now you're going to see not just people renting here, but you're going to see the people that have the means, they're, they're going to say, it makes sense for me to have a place at the beach an hour, hour and a half away, especially if it's affordable, especially if they can finance. So that's that's the area that I see trending and that's what's kind of coming.
1: I mean, you know, real estate is demand and supply, dude. So, I mean, the good thing about, the Central Pacific is, there's always going to be demand from, you know, from locals here. Uh, And I think people, what they don't understand is how much money locals have, like Costa Rica is doing very well, Costa Ricans are doing very, very well. Like, you know, I mean, the cost of living here is about the same as the States, you know, um, with food and living, like people are like, how do they, how do they live? And I'm like, well, because they earn pretty well.
0: Well, and they can finance, right? The locals can finance. So that, that's a big swing. And we're talking about affordable properties, right? Now, are yeah. Costa Rica is dropping half a million, million dollars like, you know, some of the foreigners, not necessarily, but in our market where we're seeing under $200,000 inventory pop up, I mean, for a Costa Rican to finance on, you know, something for 180,000, that's obtainable, right? And yeah. the developers are seeing that, they're recognizing that. And I think you're just going to continue to see those markets merge where if you look at the trends in San Jose, right, in Escalante and Sabana and Escazoo and vertical development, smaller condos, all of those patterns we're seeing here in the Central Pacific. It's coming. The developers are coming in full force. They have their markets that they're already, They even have their databases. They're, They're not even relying on us to sell to them. They're coming in here and they're selling them out already on their own. So it, I, I think that is a very much um, of a different dynamic that these other beach areas are not seeing. And where I see that changing and I see that affecting is I think that vertical development is going to be primarily in Hako because the developers can do that and develop that at a price that's affordable. And then I think you're going to see more pushing of then into those other areas of the central Pacific. So because you're seeing more growth and um, built up in Hako, well then there's going to be more alternative people seeking Hermosa and Asturios, And you're starting to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that 2024 in Hako well, I mean, it's going to continue to, I mean, you said that it's going to continue to push out into Playa Hermosa, Esterios, Rios, you know, that area. And I think you're seeing that at the moment. Um, but I mean, if you've got your crystal ball out of 2024, do you think that there is still, you know, is there still
0: room for a good investment? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in in my opinion, where, where I've seen some of the best returns and gains in real estate in Costa Rica have been the opportunities when you can get in in that entry level price point of pre-construction, right? You can get in at that ground level, you can get a discount, then it also raises because it always is higher after it's finished. So that's been a good strategic spot if you're looking to see growth on investment.
1: What do you think the impact is going to be? Again, you mentioned there's a lot of pre-construction stuff happening. You know, new towers about to go up. I mean, in the next two to three years, it looks like Hackers' inventory is probably going to double or close to it. You know, I mean, what do you think, what's going to be the impact of that?
0: Definitely it's going to impact the rental market. I mean, we're already seeing signs of it. Um, the the latest wave of the new construction is about to be complete this year. So probably in the yep. next six months, we will see new delivered Um, inventory come to the market, and a lot of those are going to flood the rental market. However, right, however, there's some things to keep in mind. We're still growing on those rentals. We're getting more of those long-term rentals that need to um, fill in those gaps. So you are going to see some help there, but by no, I mean, don't want to sugarcoat it. It's going to saturate the market. Um, yeah. but I think depending on what people's expectations were, there's some people that have been, I think a little too optimistic into what they should be expecting in the rental market. And those people yeah. might be disappointed because it's going to affect them. Um, but it all comes back to what I usually tell people, if you're happy that it's just going to cover your bills, you're going to have a place in Costa Rica that you can use and the rest of the time pays for your vacation and come down, pays for, pays for your bills even in a saturated market, you should still be able to achieve that no problem. Yeah. I mean,
1: I say that to people as all. Well. there's probably nothing in Costa Rica you're gonna invest into that you're gonna lose money. Like, you know, I mean, there are a couple of things, but like, if you're smart, like you just have, you know, your wits about you, you're not gonna lose money, you'll cover your costs. Again, as you said there, you'll be able to travel down. Like it won't, it's a, it's that lifestyle investment and you'll probably gain some equity over the long term. Um, yeah. But I mean, the, the, if you're,
0: the, yeah. The loss, Richard, is an expectation. Right. The, the loss is, is mentally, if you're thinking you're going to make a 10% net return and you only make three, right, then yes, you know, psychologically, yeah, you're losing. And, that, and that's the biggest difference. So I think as long as expectations are met that, hey, this is a vehicle for you to enjoy and it's going to pay for you to enjoy it and use it, even, even with a saturated market, I think you're still going to achieve those.
1: Yeah. I mean, what areas
0: beyond Hakko do you think people should be looking at? Um I mean Hermosa and Estorios are definitely in the next place. I don't I don't foresee us going north in the Hakko area. Um yep. we're still affordable. That's the good news. And I think especially with what the rest of the country has done, we still see options that what I consider affordable. We still see we have new condos that were just a block from the beach that we just started selling. There's still some available um, under $200,000, right? Yeah. You can't really find that anywhere in the country at this point. Um, we still have options under $300,000. We still have single family homes close to the beach in the 300s. So I think that we have enough inventory and we have options that I think anywhere in the area, depending on the goals and your likes, definitely should be looked at. Okay.
1: We had Maria a while back from Mystico. Um, You know, we were chatting over there. What's your what's your viewpoint on Mystico? You think that that's something that people should be looking at?
0: I love Mystico. Um, I'm quite bullish on it. There's there's some controversy out there, you know, between the surfers and not being happy with some of the things, you know, out there. Um, I love it. I I think it has a ton of potential. I'm pretty bullish on it. Um, It is something that You know, you have to carefully evaluate, understand, you know, why I'm bullish on it. What is the potential? Um, But yeah, overall, I think it's a great option and a good alternative to what some people are not wanting in HACO any longer, right? It's really interesting because HACO is kind of going, going two different directions. As it gets more built up, there's actually people that like it even more right because it's even more infrastructure it's even more of a city and i would say that a lot of the masses actually like it even more and they're saying no i want to be here but then there's others that are saying "Ah, it's kind of built up for my taste and they want more of the space and the green and all of that so that's where you know a place like mystico is a good option
1: I mean, we see it all over the country. I mean, you know, people go to Tamarindo for the first time. They like it. But then after they spend a couple of a little bit there, it's too touristy. There are too many tourists, the traffic, you know. um, So they go either north to Playa Grande, you know, or they go south down to Avianas. I mean, in Jaco, you know, it seems to be south to Playa Hermosa. I mean, we're building a variety of different luxury homes in the hills of Hermosa. I mean, there's some stunning homes up in those hills, like multi-million dollar homes, Um, you know, and, and Mystico. Yeah. I mean, look. I think the big thing the potential about mystico is you've got big costa rican developers behind it that have done a lot of stuff before you know and um... oh yeah and and now's the
0: time so i mean it's 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 just something to have a conversation right you know if if someone's interested you know there's a there's a conversation to be had to explain why and you know where i can kind of guide and consult where the spots are within there that i feel um but also you know uh, by the I think has, has always had all the potential in the world. That is a stunning beach. You're centrally located, you're close to Jaco, you're close to Manuel Antonio, you're close to both marinas. It's quiet, it's more of that old Costa Rica charm. And that area is really about to take off. I think there, there's an, I met with some developers, again, from San Jose that are about to do a big project out there. Um, there's just a lot of stuff coming this way. And and rightfully so. I mean, again, the Central Pacific, I feel, has always been undervalued. And I think now, as things have gotten more expensive, what happens is people come through this area by default because they're priced out of the other
1: markets. Yep. Well, and also, you know, I mean, we develop all over the country and the water infrastructure and road infrastructure is very good as well in the Central Pacific. You know, we don't have the big water issues that Guanacaste is having at the moment, you know, in some areas. So it just, we just don't get them in a the central and southern
0: part of it because again, you've got the mountains behind and it pulls all the water down. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just amenities, services, everything's just easier here, right? You want to go from Jaco de los Sueños? No problem. You want to go to Hermosa yeah, get on the highway? No problem. You don't have to then turn around and get on another road and loop over 30 minutes, yeah. you know, each a mile over. I always like to ask,
1: you know, I mean, a lot of people are looking to potentially relocate down here to Costa Rica full time, find a job here, you know, start a business or potentially just do it part time. I mean, what services or businesses do you think are missing in your area that somebody could look up but look at doing?
0: I mean, I would say everything right. I mean, as we grow and get to more of a city. um, But I I think a lot of that's coming. I mean, there's there's works of a five million dollar K through high school um school here that's going to be accredited and it's going to fill that need um i think all of that's coming as far as more services right the more people we have more vets more personally i think we need a good grocery store i know that sounds like but i would love i i think that they should just rebrand the maxi poly to walmart get more of a good established central spot to get, you know, a little bit more other than auto Mercado. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be all those services that maybe a, a few more specialty clinics, right. More of a clinic where you have your dermatologist, your gynecologist, radiologist, yep. things like that, where you don't have to go to San Jose for a special trip. If that can be done in the HACO area, stuff like that will help as well. But, but all of that is definitely coming.
1: You know, the one thing that keeps buzzing around in my mind is an automatic
0: car wash. They are not here in Costa Rica, right? I I've, I've, I've th- I don't know logistics. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. A car wash is not, like, washing your car is not cheap here. Um, Correctly. And it's cold. by
1: hand. It takes, and like, thought, 30 minutes. It takes
0: forever. It takes, oh, 30 yeah. minutes. No, they'll take, like, two hours. Well, you want, you want it polished, David, as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but yeah, or even or even the ones where I can do it myself, right? That has like everything there and I put my quarters in there. Maybe maybe we're thinking too um too ambitiously. I, I don't know and I I don't know how much, you know, that really makes sense for someone to make money off of. I mean, look, at the at the end of the day, the best ideas have to make sense and make people money. Correct.
1: Yeah.
0: So, what do you Like, I mean, again, I think
1: when we look at comparisons year to year, I mean, comparing to 2022 was like the steroid era, you know, it's like baseball, you know, I mean, there's always there's the steroid era in it. If you go pre that, so say 2019, say, because I think that's probably the good benchmark. How do you think 2023 lined up against 2019? And how do you think 2024 is going to line up against it? Meaning is is the tide higher? Is it going to be about the same?
0: I I I say probably similar to 23, right? I don't think that we're going to level off a whole lot. Um, yep. I think it, I think it, we're kind of flatlining. Um, so but still above 2019. Oh, absolutely above 2019. Yeah, for, okay. for us, 2019 was on the low side. So okay. I, I think if you look at overall volume of sales, if you if, you, if we actually had those real numbers. I think yep. that you find that they're they're significant. Now it is a little bit more spread out, which means competition, which yep. means there's going to be spots in the market that aren't gonna be as easy to sell, right? Because you're competing with new construction. So yep. it, it is a little bit more competitive and that doesn't mean if you're a seller, oh, well, great, David, uh, you know, this is a good time to sell. Well, what are you selling, you know? price do you have it at? And what are you expecting? Because there's yeah. plenty of sellers that are interpreting that as thinking that they can get their top dollar and sell in in 30 days. Yep.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that probably, I mean, there's still product will that will sell top dollar and will sell within 30 days, but I think it's very limited as you say that, you know, I think that that crazy ship has sailed now. And I think that the drunkness has kind of worn off and, you know, it's kind of the hangover is starting to you know, kind of take place, and people are starting to wake up. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, and 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 the other thing too that I would add to that that we've seen in twenty two, we saw people that said, "I'll take it." Right? Yep. They were, there was so much desperation there where they just settled and they took it. We're back to where traditionally with Costa Rica with cash buyers, Americans are selective. They're in yep. fact, they're they're pain in the ass. They're picky, especially people with real money you know yep. i'm i'm not i mean i'm not shy saying it. They, are. they are and guess what if, if it's not perfect if it's not what they're looking for they'll wait mm-hmm. or pass. and you know in our area we see plenty of product that was delivered in 05 06 07 of people that have never changed that property and we're seeing people that say that's why the pre-construction is doing well because it's new it's dated It's not, they don't have to go in and remodel. So that's a transition too that I think we'll see. And I think those people that are willing to put money, invest, update their properties, those are going to be the people that are going to be more successful moving them.
1: I agree, I agree. Well, David, I've kept you long enough. It's always great chatting with you. But my last question to you, which I love to ask everyone, is if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest in? Is it a new building? Is it an automatic car wash? What is it gonna be, David?
0: Mm, 500 today. Yeah. It's always kind of changing. I've been, you know, in the past, I've been focusing on commercial properties. Yep. Oh, today? I don't know. I might, I might go with, I don't know. I might, I might, I might be going Hermosa Estorios, you know, maybe, maybe going that route, looking at something over there. Um, I did just buy in Mystico personally disclaimer there. So, yep. uh, who knows? I might be looking at something else there, but I, I think residential, I think I'd probably shift a little bit from the commercial side of things. Um, yep and probably buy something that makes sense more in that area. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bullish with what I see coming. I think those, those areas are, are going to be really good. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, man, I really appreciate your time as always, David, coming on the podcast, giving us a bit of an update and giving you, giving everyone a bit of perspective on what's happening in the Central Pacific. Anyone that wants to reach out to David, all of his contact details are in the description, but really appreciate it, buddy.
0: Good we'll catching you now, man. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Catch you later.
1: Guys, great podcast there from David. And I think, you know, the great thing about David is he's a straight shooter. Um, So you get a kind of real idea that, like, again, 2023 was, you know, uh, lower than 2022, which I think was to be expected. Um, But 2024 is looking good. And we're still above the tide of 2019. So much, much higher than we were pre-COVID. I always say that Costa Rica is just getting started, and for anyone that's been down here and spent time down here, or has been to Mexico, been to Hawaii, the Dominican Republic, you'll clearly understand that Costa Rica is just getting started. But I'm also going to add the caveat there of it's complicated here as well. You know, it's a beautiful mess, guys. Water infrastructure, electrical infrastructure, road infrastructure, zoning. You know, there's not really zoning plans for a lot of this country, so you know, it's always good to have a good guide. And that's kind of where we come in here, guys. And just make sure you're making the right move. I mean, we've had clients come to us who have bought bits of land and they had a water letter and the water letter was actually fake or, you know, that the Asada that was giving the water letter was defunct. And um, unfortunately, you know, there is still that air of, um, I would say, you know shadiness um you know some people say that costa rica is a sunny place for shady people um i think the majority of people are very good here but you've just got to you know have your wits about you um and trust but verify everything so if you're looking to do anything here in costa rica you'd like to reach out to us you can do info at investing rica.com that's info at investing rica.com or you can just put in my name richard Bexon, into google um I don't think I had a uh, a shady past or anything. So you can read everything that everyone's ever written about me there. Uh, I believe we have a pretty good reputation here. Um, but yeah, any help you need, just let us know. If you've enjoyed the podcast, guys, please pass the pod on, share it, um, and give it to anyone that you think it would be of use to. But until the next podcast, I very much appreciate everyone's support and have a great day, guys. Bye.
0: The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.